Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, and you're very welcome to this week's podcast. My name is Owen Colgan. How do you do? Coming up on this week's podcast, we're going to be talking about drinking tea. Is it a pastime that's been forgotten about, or is there a possible way we can revive the old potty in a tea? Plus, we aren't designed to be happy, or are we? Let's talk a small bit about being discontent quite often in life and never quite feeling a level of satisfaction. And if you do, it's quite fleeting. Also, I'll be talking about DIY. Is it a tough man's game or can you walk around the house with soft hands and still fix stuff? Plus, at the very end of this podcast, I'm going to be talking about taking bats and are they a thing of the past? And should we bring them back or is it just a massive waste of water? But first, a message from our sponsors. I want to thank everyone on Patreon for supporting this podcast. It means the world to me. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. You guys are the best. I love you so much. I also want to give a big shout out to Golden Bake for their continued support. Your delicious jam bonds continue to rock my world. Deli fresh goodness straight from the freezer. Get in, get yourself some jam bonds. They are delicious. And also, BCR are sponsoring this podcast. They're a construction company that are constantly on the lookout for laborers across the country, tradespeople. So do get in touch if you're looking for that kind of work. Now, let's get back and stuck into the podcast. Now, welcome, 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 welcome. How are you getting on? It is, I don't know what date, today is, what's the... It's November anyways, let's just put it like that. The year is coming to a close, we're getting close to Christmas. I was considering buying my Christmas presents um, this month. I normally leave it to the last moment and I think that um, maybe this year I'm just going to try and get ahead of the get ahead of the gang, get in there before everyone just starts swamping the shops. I used to work in uh, Boots on Shop Street years ago in Galway and I remember working there over the Christmas and... You know, the weeks before Christmas, it wasn't that busy. Like November time was really probably the best time to go in there and start buying stuff because that's then when the prices started going up was kind of like December, beginning of December, you'd get prices. I don't know where they put up the prices, but the products that would come in would be fairly pricey, you know. But of course, Christmas time, everyone feels the guilt of having to buy stuff. So people were coming in and come the week or two before Christmas, the place would be absolutely wedged with people coming in buying moisturisers and creams and sprays and roll-ons and socks, you name it. But um, that was one of the best jobs I ever had, actually. It was, it was in Boots on Shop Street, as I said. Uh, what My shift there was I would get up at six o'clock in the morning and I was living with a fella called Kofi at the time. And uh, the two of us would head into work at half six and we'd meet your man off the back of the truck. He'd come in with like maybe, could be 10, 20 pallets of stuff, just creams and moisturizers and everything. And we'd start stocking the shelves. And then by about half seven, we'd have a few pallets stocked up. And then customers would start coming in. And, you know, around Christmas time, you get people standing outside booths trying to get in, trying to buy the latest product that was on the shelves. And um, an absolute money-making enterprise it was. And they had everything, you know, all the, all the types of creams that, like, I started wearing this um, moisturizer cream. It was a tinted moisturizer cream. And one one day I wore it into work and uh, someone said to me, geez, you got a great color. 
we on holiday and I was like, oh, no, I just uh, started using this cream. Um, but I was kind of taken aback. I was like, Jesus, if this is making me look so good, if I'm getting these kind of compliments, then maybe I'm just going to keep applying even more of the stuff. And I got to a point then where I would apply the, the moisturizer all over my face and I'd probably miss the ears or the neck or the hands as well. So, um, you know, back in them days, people wouldn't want to see you wearing fake tan if you're a man. A woman, you'd get away with it, like, but a man, you wouldn't really get away with it. So you'd get a bit of slagging down the pub, but at the same time, you'd look healthy. So it was a bit of a bit of a, a mixed bag altogether. But anyways, I wanted to talk a small bit today about uh, drinking tea. That's the first thing I'm going to talk about now is drinking tea. It's a pastime that's been forgotten about. It's all coffee these days. Coffee is a real on-the-go drink. You you uh, you have all these stalls that are popping up, and it's small, quick, back of a horse trailer, or you know uh, some sort of trailer somewhere, or a hut, or all these Starbucks. You got Insomnia. You got all these smaller companies popping up as well, and um, Ireland is really in a boom time of coffee. Is that a good thing though? Is it good to be paying about four euro for a coffee, three fifty? three euro you won't really get a coffee on the go much cheaper than three euro even when you pop into the garages they're at around 320 310 maybe but nothing is really going below 250 three euro these days so that's one side effect of the old coffee i'm trying to give it up at the moment because it, it makes me a bit antsy um i uh normally I, I went through a couple of phases this year where i when i wake up in the morning i tended to have two coffees before I even got out of the bed. And, uh, you know, with coffee, you know yourself, you know the crack yourself. With coffee, you have to keep drinking more and more to feel the hit off it, to the point where you're drinking coffee and you're like, I don't know, do I actually like this? But then you don't question it because you're that's when you're in too deep and you're kind of addicted to the coffee. And, you know, you meet up with somebody like, uh, you know, you go out for a sandwich maybe, or you meet your friends on the go and... You know, you say, do you want a coffee? Oh, yeah, I'll have a coffee, please. Yeah. And then it's like, um, it's almost like a tradition now where yourself and your friend might share a coffee or you go into a garage and you're feeling a bit tired. So instead of sleeping, which is what you would have done before, you say, I'll have a coffee and I'll keep going. So it's very much one of those kind of drinks that it's, you know, you it's uh, you kind of need it when you're on the go all the time. And um, I've, I've decided that I'm going to try and cut it out in my life. Now I'm down to about two... Two and a half cups a day, which is, I'm happy with that now because I was up at around four or five cups a day there earlier on in the year and it wasn't doing anything for me. It was just pretty much like drinking water at, at the end of the day. Like, But if you're on the go and you're drinking coffees on the go, you could spend fucking 10 quid on the bloody thing. So I'm trying to get back to a world of drinking tea and... um. The reason why I like tea is because it's for sitting back, talk, taking the shoes off, and maybe open up a, a packet of hobnobs and just, take, you know, being a bit uh, pensive about life or just just enjoying yourself, really, and not having to be thinking about the next move. Just coffee or coffee is one of those things where you drink it because it's going to bring you on to the next step of whatever you're doing that day. It's not really a drink to relax. Whether it's tea, I know I keep going on about the 90s, but. We should sit down, you'd call into someone's house, they'd make you a cup of tea. They they might even make a pot of tea if you're staying there for a while. And um, actually, I know one fella, 
and he 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 was a master tea maker. I'd call into his house. He wouldn't make you tea in a cup. He'd make tea in the pot, but he wouldn't just make tea in the pot. He'd scald the pot first with hot water. That'd sort of clean out the inside and also it'd heat up the whole pot, which would bring a better consistency to the tea bags. And he'd add in a tea bag for you, a tea bag for him, and then a tea bag for good luck. So you'd have three tea bags in there if there's two of you there, or if there was four of you sitting there, there'd be five tea bags, or if there was three, he'd always add on an extra tea bag just for a bit of strength in the tea. And then what would happen is, you know, he'd, he'd drop the milk down and the sugar and you'd make your own decisions about what you wanted there. And then you'd say to him, do you have any, any biscuits in the house? He goes, I do, yeah. And he, sometimes he might take down a packet of digesters and you'd be like, no, have a look again. And he'd go up to the top shelf or maybe one of the back drawers and he might pull out a packet of discounts. And oftentimes when that started happening, you could be there for three or four hours hanging out with your mates, just just chilling. Just chill. You weren't thinking about social media careers or any of that kind of stuff and maybe there's plenty of people out there that still drink tea and still enjoy the whole culture sitting around drinking tea and i think we need to bring it back because uh this rushing around drinking uh bloody coffee all the time is not good the only thing coffee really is good for is it helps the old uh helps the old insides sort of you, you know the crack yourself it helps the old insides kind of get moving so do let me know if you're a tea fan um if you prefer tea or coffee, I know that um, coffee is it's a big thing now as well. Like people, they're very much into it. You got your baristas, you got your all sorts of different, like you got your cappuccinos, lappuccinos, you got your um, mocha lacas, you got your iced teas, you got, um, what else you got? there? vanilla shaky sprinklers. You got loads of stuff. You just walk into the shop, loads of options there. And normally, normally, if you the way I see it is coffee is a bit like um it's a bit like cigarettes. If you really like it, next time you're having a cup of coffee, just think about it. Think about the flavour of it. Do you actually like that? Does that make you feel good? If it does continue drinking it, if it doesn't, then don't fall for the game of buying coffees that are not worth it. Um Saying that all now, I'll probably never ever get sponsored by a coffee company on this podcast, but does it matter? I don't think it does. Um, next thing I wanted to talk about on today's podcast was DIY. Is it a tough man's game or can anyone do it? Are those days finished where it was just a man, a tough man, had to fix your house, had to uh, had to had to have rough hands and, and like lumberjack shirts on and had to know exactly what he was doing? Or is it okay to work your way through it and make mistakes as you do your DIY? When I go to do something in the DIY realm, whether it be a bit of tiling or maybe fixing something. Something inside me makes me feel guilty about not quite knowing what I'm doing. And I always I always felt like I didn't know enough and I should should know more when I'm kind of uh, fixing whatever whatever it may be, even if the TV breaks and I don't know how to fix it or the car breaks down and I'm just looking at the engine going, I have no idea what any of that stuff is in there. But... There's only so much you can do. But I'm trying to get into the DIY. Um, I'm thinking of hanging a gate this Christmas. That's the plan anyways. But it's a big heavy gate. So there's a lot of variables going on there. I need to figure out how to hang it to the wall. Also that over time it won't fall off the wall. Then you need to hang it straight. Then you need to get the connection right. So that it actually sits flush with the um, 
uh, the, you know, when you kind of, you know, that part where you kind of lock it onto the, I don't even know the name of it. There you go. You see, that's, that's, that's the way things are. I don't know the name of it. So if I go into a hardware store and I was like, can I get, can I get that a little connector bit that you put on the end of the gate? They look at you like you're an idiot. And then that breaks down your confidence. And then you ask someone like your neighbor and he's like, huh? The fucking, what do you mean? Like, and then he'll be getting thick with you. And then before you know it, then you'll just be paying a lad to come out and hang a gate for you. And the way I want to go anyways, is I want to become self-sufficient. So I'm going to start watching a, f- a few YouTube videos and see what I can bang out. But um, I used to work on the sites years ago in Galway. And um, I was working with this Latvian fella and his son. And they were... They were doing the insulation on the on the on the roof and the cladding, so they were. It was up there in Galway, out by Briar Briar Hill, and like a Latvian father and a son. And he asked me at one point to get this thing for him. It was like a. It turns out it was called a megometer, and it was for something to do with testing the electricity that runs through this bloody insulation. But he goes, uh, "Get me a megometer or something like that." I didn't even know what he said at the time. So I was like, oh yeah, no worries. And I just went down a ladder, walked over to some lads. And I was like, What's, where's the mega meter? They're like, what? I was like, where's the, the, the meter? And they're like, the meter? And then they pointed me to something different completely. So now I'm walking around the sites not knowing what I'm looking for. I can't go back empty-handed to this Latvian fella because he's going to flip a fucking lid. Himself and his son were already arguing the whole time. So I didn't want to just push the two of them over the edge. So... I walked around the site for about 10 minutes and I came back and I was like, I, I can't find it. And he goes, it's in van. And I was like, which one is your van? And I looked down and he pointed me to his van and I went over anyways. And I was looking into his van and it was full of tools. And I was like, I have a clue what I'm looking at here. And he had the regular shite, like the saws, the hammers and all that kind of stuff. Then he had a bit more equipment that I didn't quite know what it was. But you know, that kind of stuff you'd see in a hardware store, but you didn't quite know the name of it. So I was looking there for ages anyways, and then the sun came down. He goes, megometer, megometer, and he pulled it up in his hand, and he kind of showed it to me as if as if to say, you don't know what a megometer is. And I was looking at him going, I haven't a fucking clue what a megometer is, buddy. So anyways, we went back up anyways and working away, and he was asking me for different tools that I'd absolutely never heard of. Now, it wasn't, it wasn't a case of like asking me for a bucket of gas or some glass nails or anything like that, but it was just made up insulation equipment. That I'd never heard of. So suffice to say that I wasn't left very long on the job with that fella. But um, normally my DIY goes as far as just labouring on lads. Which is nice. But it's not that empowering really. Because normally the lads that you're labouring on. They tend to feel like you know they've got the power over you. They're like yeah bring me. Like I used to work on the sites there in um, in Galway again. On the, on the NUIG building the time they were building a huge swimming pool and adding on to the NUIG complex. And um, when I was working there anyways, um, I used to, I, I was labouring on two lads, like, and they were sound, but, you know, sometimes they'd be like, bring me up that uh, stone, them stones, will you? throw me up a bucket of cement before you go. And they'd be asking me loads of shit to the point where I was like, all right, lads, I don't have time to be bloody serving both of ye. Jesus Christ. I had to rear up on the Monday. Because it was a full six months of them just, you know, because the more they tell you to get something, the more they believe that they have the power over you. So I said one day, I was like, fuck this. And I was tired and I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm not in it now. I'm not, my head's not in it. So anyways, all that accumulated into me walking off the sites 
I think I might have said this before, but I, I walked off the sites in Briar Hill and I'll tell you what happened. Um, I was just sick of it. I was absolutely sick of working on the sites and um, I was in the bathroom one morning and I was cold and I was wet and I was working up high and I was like, oh, I don't know, I, I don't think I'm cut out for this. And you know, some lad was kind of half give me a bollocking because I didn't have something... I didn't have the right shoes on or something at that time. So he was kind of giving me a bollocking and it was wet. And I was like, fucking hell, I'm just going to move back to Mayo. So the weather cleared up anyways. And then we got our first break at around half 11. And what we used to do is we'd walk down to the spar and we'd get ourselves a jam bonds or a roll or something like that. And um, I remember walking down and I just walked past the shop and I just kept walking. And I was like, ah, you know what? I'm not going to bother going back onto the site. That's me done. Now, I'm not saying people should do that, but that's what I did that day anyways. And I remember the fellow who employed me, he was from the town where I'm from, and he called me up and he goes, uh, how are you doing, Owen? I'm like, yeah, not too bad. He goes, um, yeah, are you on site there, yeah? I go, no, I'm actually not. I'm, I was actually walking in from the GMIT, that direction, you know, that road, if... If you're coming from Oranmore direction and you're walking towards the GMIT, that's the road I was walking on. And so he was like, oh, so where are you? And I said to him, <clears throat> excuse me, I said to him, oh, I'm just walking in here now um, into town. I said, I'm, I, th- I, th- I think I'm din- done for the day. And he goes, oh, right. what do you mean done? Are you f- like, how, what do you mean done for the day? And I was like, yeah, I just, I said, didn't really like the, the, the attitude that was going on there. I just walked off the site. He goes, oh, did something happen? I go, no, I said, I just, I'm not cut out for this kind of work. I said, uh, I'm not, I'm not good enough for it. And he goes, right, right, right. Well, right. So we'll see you tomorrow, eight o'clock anyways, but try not to do that again. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to come back. And he was like, oh, right. Okay. Right. Well, you won't be paid for today. You know that? And I was like, yeah, yeah, no worries at all. And walked off the sites. But I met him then a couple of days later and he, I had a couple of, I, I had about two weeks worked up on holidays. And in fairness to him, he was a lovely fella and he gave me all the money. And I have nothing bad to say about him. But I just wasn't cut out for that. You know, I wasn't cut out for... Um, I know it's not really DIY work. But it's it's work you're meant to know how to do. That's what they that's what they make you feel like you should know as a man. You should know how to do this building site work. I hadn't a clue what I was doing. So, happy enough to walk off the site. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you happy... Do you ever feel content in life? Do you feel like you're always striving for more? Are humans designed to be happy? Humans are always in a state of wanting more. That's how we got to where we are today. If we were content just to be alive, then we would never have built the pyramids. And that comes in from a fella called James. And you you did right, James, completely. Because think about it. You know, if the fella that was who woke up one morning because someone must have come up with the idea to build the pyramids. It must have been one fella. You go, on YouTube, you go on Google and they'll tell you it was the Egyptians. But there must have been one fella that said, you know what, I wouldn't mind building a pyramid there. And then everyone else was like, no need to do that. It's fine. Just don't bother. He, and he said, yeah, you're right. You know, let's just leave it. Then you'd never get the pyramids. You would have never got anyone going to space. You'd never get any monumental things happening in this world. But yet for some reason... Humans were just always striving to get somewhere else or to keep on moving and not be content in the moment. And uh, it's a catch-22 situation because it's great to strive for more and it's great to kind of constantly be trying to make yourself better and outdo yourself and everything like that. But at the same time, 
it constantly creates a world of um, discontentment, maybe. You know, you're always looking at the phone or you're always looking for something else to do or you're always looking for stimulation, whatever it may be. And uh, I go between both myself. I don't know about you guys, but I go between sometimes feeling like I'm getting everything done. It's great. I've got my to-do list and I'm ticking everything off it. To days where I'm like, oh, what am I doing here? This to-do list is terrible. It's stupid stuff. It's no good to anyone anyways. And then I don't bother doing stuff. Uh, or else other times where I just feel content just to be alive, you know. So it's kind of like a, it's a mixed bag of feelings. But let me know what you think about that situation yourself. Um, but some of the amazing things that have been built thanks to humans not being happy, I suppose you could say, is the the temple of Artemis, the statue of Zeus, hanging gardens of Babylon, the pyramids of Giza, the Colossus of Rhodes, the lighthouse of Alexandria, the Masoline as Hadicarnassus, wherever the hell that is, I never heard of that. But they're basically the seven wonders of the world that were built by people who woke up one day and said, you know what, I'm not happy with the way things are. I want to add something else to the world. And if you wanted to add an extra thing onto the seven wonders of the world, you could say Knock Bypass, which was uh, built by lads who just weren't happy with the roads. They were like, you know what, them roads need to be fixed and that's what everything is. It's always in a constant state of changing all the time. And yet it seems like things never move in other ways. So I don't know what I'm talking about, but let me know what you think about that. Do you feel content in your life? Are you happy or are you always striving for more? Now, are you a fan of taking baths or are you a shower person? It's a bit like the coffee and tea scenario in that the coffee is like a shower you get it done, it's quick, it does what it's got to do and you move on. Whereas the tea is more so like the bath. You sit back, you relax, you take your time off and you explore yourself and you enjoy the moment and you're not rushing around the place. And I had a bath the other day for the first time in about 25 to 30 years and it was great. When I was younger, that was the, the big deal in the 90s, everyone would take a bath. You know, you yourself and your brother would get in the bath together and then you get out and maybe your other brother might use the bath after you. That's the way things were. We didn't consider it weird or strange or anything like that, but that's just the way things were. But nowadays, people don't tend to have bats in their life because it seems like life is all about function now as opposed to actually relaxation. And a bath, number one, takes up too much space. Number two, uses a lot of water. And number three, it's not quick enough. People want to have a quick shower, get in and out and go back to whatever it is they have to do. And I'm the same myself. I'm always in and out. But I said, you know what, the other day, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a bath. I'm just going to enjoy myself here. And I absolutely had a great time. I was in there for about 45 minutes to an hour. Um, I also was going to bring a book in with me, but I did, or sorry, uh, the phone. I was going to bring the phone in with me, but I decided I wouldn't because I thought that'll only banjax the phone with all the vapor in the air. So I left that one out. And I just brought in a little uh, magazine for myself um, and did a bit of reading of that. Actually, it was a Beano magazine that I found in uh, one of the presses in, the, in my parents' house. My brother used to be a big fan of Beano and Dandy and uh, all those kind of magazines. So I found one. I said, you know what? I'll read that sometime. And then it was sitting around the house and I decided, you know, I'll take a bath for myself. And I said, you know, I'll bring in the Beano magazine. And I really enjoyed it. It was a step back into the 90s and I felt great after it, it was relaxing um, I felt very very content and like 
I was. I didn't feel like I had to, to rush anywhere after the bath, but I don't think it'll be a permanent thing. It's a lot of work getting in and out of the bath and, you know, having to fill it up and everything like that. So I'm going to keep the bath down to maybe maybe once a month. But it's something that I'm not going to forget in a hurry. And I'm just wondering, is there anyone out there that's also a fan of taking baths? And is it a bit like the coffee and tea scenario where baths are a thing of the past, just like tea is? And we're getting to a stage where everything has to be quick, functional, get in and out, keep it moving. Let me know what you think, folks. And besides that, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It really does mean a lot to me. Thank you for all the support. really does mean a lot. I'm currently in Cork at the moment, so... I will give you a debrief of the situation when I get back to to Mayo, which is tomorrow. So thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast. Hope you're having a great weekend and we'll chat to you very soon. Take care. Bye bye.